Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Today, we will focus on a topic that everyone should know something about, and that is inflation. There are a number of definitions of inflation, but we will keep it simple. Let's simply define it as rising prices. You see it and you feel it when you pay for your gas or your electric bill, buy food, or buy just about anything else. Rising prices, and they've been rising for some time, have become worse after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. This should not be news to you. What is news is that the Federal Reserve has acted to curb inflation. And if you have a balance due on your credit card, borrow to buy a home, a car, or borrow for any reason, you will be impacted by the Fed's actions as interest rates will increase. After its last meeting, the Fed announced that it approved raising its benchmark federal funds rate by half a percentage point. The federal funds rate is the target interest rates that commercial banks charge each other for loaning money overnight. This rate is important since it impacts the rates you pay on the debts we just mentioned. The Fed also said it intends to increase the federal funds rate six additional times this year. And that will bring the rate to about three, three and a half percent by the end of the year. The purpose of the Fed's actions is to reduce borrowing and spending. So inflationary pressures will ease the stock market on the day of the announcement, reacted especially well, especially after Fed Chair Jerome Powell indicated rates would not be increased by the amount that was expected, three quarters of a percent. The market was pleased and the Dow rose by more than 900 points on the afternoon of the announcement. That good feeling, that market rise, lasted not even one day. The following day, the market dropped by 1,000 points and it continues to fall and experiences volatility. So why did the market fall so much and so quickly? Some economists complained that the Fed's actions were too little and too late. Others said they were just right. After the Fed's announcement, the Labor Department announced good news, that the economy created 428,000 new jobs. That seemed like good news. But the Labor Department also indicated that inflationary pressure may be starting to hurt the labor market. Demand for workers is not falling. To the contrary, the National Federation of Independent Businesses says 47% of small business owners reported job openings they could not fill last month. This adds to inflationary pressures. The Fed is right that inflation must be addressed. It is concerned that if it is too aggressive in fighting inflation, it may cause a recession. Let's define a recession as a period of temporary decline. The problem with a recession is 
it could cause people to lose their jobs. Inflation and recession are both problems for our way of life and for saving and investing. So what should we do? I suggest considering the advice of Susie Orman, the renowned financial advisor and author of numerous financial books. Remember that inflation was and is doing great damage to the buying power of your savings. If inflation is 8.5% and you are earning less than 1% by leaving your money in a bank account, you're losing about 8% in buying power. As Susie Orman points out, and I strongly agree, you can minimize the impact of inflation and actually make it work for you. Susie suggests buying I-bonds. We have discussed this a number of times, but they are especially worth considering now and now more than ever. The I stands for, no surprise, inflation, because the interest rate paid on I-bonds is tied to the inflation rate. I-bonds will pay interest at the annual rate of 9.62% from now through October of 2022. On November 1st, the rate will reset based on the inflation rate at that time. We should note that if inflation goes down, so will the I-bond rate. We should also note that the Fed has never been able to reduce inflation this quickly. The economy is complicated and the factors impacting inflation include supply chain issues, gas prices, the willingness of people to work, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the actions and lack of actions of, of the government. I don't see inflation rates declining quickly. The Bank of England predicts that inflation worldwide will rise to more than 10% per year by the end of this year. If it does, I-bonds will increase their already high rate. These bonds are clearly worth considering. I also agree with Susie Orman that each person has to answer the question, are I-bonds right for you? So make sure you consider the following I-bond rules. During the first year of ownership, I-bonds cannot be sold. Clearly, I-bonds are not the place for emergency funds. If you sell I-bonds during years two through five of ownership, you will lose three months of interest. After five years of ownership, you can sell I-bonds at any time and not incur any fees or charges, and you will not lose interest. So I-bonds are more of a long-term investment. I-bonds offer tax advantages. They are tax-deferred, which means taxes are put off, deferred until you sell them. Also, interest on these bonds is not so subject to tax by any state. The minimum investment is $25 and the maximum is $10,000 per person per year. You can only buy I-bonds on the government website, treasurydirect.gov. And as I said, there are no fees. For more advice on how to manage inflation, let's turn to the legendary investor and self-made billionaire, Warren Buffett. He says the best way to beat inflation is to be exceptionally good at something. He told investors at the recent annual meeting of his company, Berkshire Hathaway, that the best investment is something that helps you develop yourself. He said, hard work, work hard, try different things so you can find out what you are really good at. And once you find it, work hard to develop yourself so people and companies 
will want to pay you for your services. You will beat inflation if you can do that. This is especially good advice for those graduating this year. As you enter the workforce, work hard, learn as much as you can. If your employer is willing to finance a master's degree, go for it. Read as much as you can and learn about a variety of subjects so you can determine what interests you the most and what you are truly good at. If you can work at something you really like, something you're really interested in, it will not feel like work. At Centenary University's graduation, the keynote speaker was Heather O'Reilly, a three-time Olympic gold medal winner for the United States women's national soccer team. She stressed that graduates and everyone else should shoot for the stars. Don't be afraid of failure, she advised. She suggested that not being afraid to try, don't be afraid to try, but be afraid not to try things. And she emphasized, do your best. This is great advice. Let's go back to investing. We are now in extremely volatile times. The market can and did change substantially. Be prepared for volatility, but keep a few things in mind. The price of stock is determined by professional investors and traders. They sometimes and often buy and sell in the same day. This is called day trading, and it is very difficult and risky. Not something the cautious and inexperienced investor should do. Long-term investing in innovative companies with good prospects is a less risky approach. Be careful, I suggest, about making new investments in stock. I suggest that you be cautious, but don't be afraid. Consider companies that offer solutions to problems. One of the world's many problems is energy prices, shortages, and pollution. Consider a company that is addressing all of these issues. Occidental Petroleum Corporation. We recently discussed this company, but we have an update. Warren Buffett's company, Berkshire Hathaway, increased its investment in Occidental this past week, and now it owns almost 15% of the company. It bought more stock during a falling market. Why? As we previously said, Buffett sees his company as a bridge to renewable energy. He saw the decline in price as a buying opportunity. Occidental has a large interest in natural gas production, and natural gas is the cleanest burning fossil fuel. European nations need an alternative to Russian natural gas. This company, Occidental, may help provide the alternative, or at least part of it. Europe is not ready to rely strictly on renewables much as they would like to. Neither is the United States, not yet. Natural gas is needed throughout the world to provide desperately needed energy. Occidental has what it calls a low carbon venture. It seeks to provide energy that will reduce emissions. Warren Buffett clearly sees potential in this innovative company. Remember, a crisis can create opportunity. The crisis created by Russia in Ukraine is likely Occidental's opportunity. When we first discussed this company, it was selling for about $56 per share. And during the past week, 
during a down market, its price rose to nearly $65 per share. It has fluctuated since. The stock price went down when the market panicked, and Warren Buffett did what he usually says, stay calm. His well-known philosophy is to stay calm when others are panicking. Sounds like good advice. Occidental's beta is 1.96, so it has been volatile, but it projects significant future earnings. Its prospects make it well worth considering, even and especially in difficult times. We will watch this company and we'll keep you updated. Until the next time, stay calm, be thoughtful and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.